What's up, everybody? How are you today? It's Robin O'Neill. This is me reading stuff another week of me talking to you, hanging out, keeping you company, asking you questions, wondering things out loud, uh, complaining, and then getting embarrassed that I'm complaining too much because I should be grateful for everything, and then being grateful about things, but then uh, feeling like I'm being too positive. (laughs) That sums it up. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Um, All right, guys. It's another week of me reading stuff, another week of your life, another week closer to your death. Uh, (laughs) I hope you don't die anytime soon, but it is going to happen. I'm trying to get my head around that. It's going to happen. And I tell you what, I think when you, I don't know what you guys think. I mean, I always was kind of focused on death, but I think being in your mid 40s, it really starts to be like, I mean, it kind of depends on everybody's life when that's... If you lose your parents really early, then you start to kind of think... What am I talking about? All right, anyway. um, I hope you've had a good one. I can't decide how my week's gone. I mean, it's... I've been very sick all week, so I don't know if I got a... Like a... I've never had a flu, like a stomach flu in my life, but I kind of feel like I had one. Uh, it's tough to tell when you're like me and you have colitis. That's, um, an illness that I live with all the time. So it's, uh, you know, really my stomach's never doing great. So it's, I don't know what was, I was just down for the count. In fact, today, Thursday is the first day I've had any coffee since Friday. So, uh, that's depressing, number one. And number two, that tells you how bad I felt because if... (laughs) Because I'll push the coffee on myself no matter what normally, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I forgot to tell you guys, in case you haven't noticed, I apparently have a new vocal mannerism, which is that on certain words, I kind of do this grunt talking or something. Um, It's usually the word great. I'm like, I think it's great. (laughs) And I keep doing it. And I don't, I don't totally notice it right away, but others will point it out to me, namely Damien. And we love it, though. It's a new thing. I feel great about it. Okay, we're getting right into it. I'm going to dedicate this section of the podcast, the segment of the podcast, to Heather. Let's hear it for Heather, everybody. That's right. Heather emailed me. Now, I'm not saying Heather's last name because... Uh, I don't think that Heather knew that I would be reading this, but um, it made me really happy. Heather loves Recommendation Corner. She says, I love Recommendation Corner. I used the Mr. Coffee heater and recently bought the detergent you recommended, and now I smell so good. All caps, so. My partner and I tell each other many times a day how good we smell, and I even get distracted in class because I can't stop stop sniffing myself. I don't know if you take requests for Recommendation Corner, but I'd love some recommendations on shampoo slash soap so I can smell even better. Um, Okay. Oh, this is good, too. Also, love your newsletter. I also recently got off social media and feel so much better, but wish everyone would tell me what they are up to via newsletters. Thanks for the tips, Heather. Heather, first of all, I love you. We've talked back and forth before, so I remember you well. You're an extremely talented human being. So um, it makes sense to me that you would have great taste in all these scents and uh, coffee mug warmers. 
and social media and its problems. So anyway, Heather, thank you for reaching out. Now, let's go ahead and put the warning in for the uh, German listeners who don't seem to like Recommendation Corner and think it's me um, loving corporate America. Uh, you know, again, for those of you newcomers of the podcast, I sometimes get shit for Recommendation Corner from people who don't get that it's just kind of fun and also kind of cool. I mean, the amount of things that I have introduced, I, I hear from, I hear from people a lot where they buy the things I talk about. And again, it's again, just to be clear, I've never gotten a cent of money from this podcast. Um, even all of the sales of t-shirts and stuff go to the Trevor Project. So, I mean, I would love for that to change one day and actually make a little money off of this podcast, but I, so far it's been six years or something and I haven't done that. So, um, this is just me being excited about stuff. I mean, I think if you look at the description of the podcast, the whole point is to share things I love. And, um, you know, most of the time that's the writing and the poetry that I love, but it's also just things that keep me going. I think a lot of this podcast has to do with, like, what keeps me going? And I remember when I was really not doing well as a young college student, I remember reading um, Shambhala, The Path of the Warrior. And there's this one part in that book, which I've read from on the podcast, by the way. If you're curious, go ahead and search Shambhala or search uh, Chagyam Trunkpa. I'll put a link. You know what? Let me write down the link. Uh, I think someone's at my door. Did I tell you guys I have a no soliciting sign and people just ignore it? Because I just can't believe anybody has the balls to just come to somebody's door. (laughs) I mean, those days are done, man. I just don't believe in it without a plan. You shouldn't knock on people's door. Anyway, uh, they can probably hear me. I'm so loud. And I'm in a room right near the front door. Okay. Anyway, um, in Shambhala, The Path of the Warrior, there's a part about, you know, how your mind might be making you crazy, basically. This is the worst summary ever of what really happens in the book, but, um, you, and that even if you have, I can't remember exactly what it says, but even if you have, like, something in your pocket that you can hold, I don't know if I made this up in my mind. I swear it was like a lint ball or something and you just rub it or if you just anything to keep you going. Um, you have to focus on those things. I mean, the quote that I always use is that's also a trunk book quote, quote from one of the Shambhala books, which is um, everybody loves something, even if it's just tacos, which is such a beautiful i mean i've made i've made multiple drawings about that quote basically some some literal where there's these heavenly tacos floating in the sky and some more hidden than that but the truth is is that that really means a lot to me and i've gone through a lot in my life that my mind um my mind gives me problems you know and i have to focus on these things this is why you know it's just ever it's just a a big deal to me blankets are a big deal to me as long as I have a blanket nearby I'm usually fine I mean I I know this sounds a little I, I probably sound crazy right now but what I'm trying to say is to any haters out there who think recommendation corner is some bullshit corporate America uh examination of mine it's I mean first of all 
or consumerism, you know, me in love with consumerism or something. I don't know. It, it It's not that, but I will say I do like that I can buy things that make me feel good. I mean, is that a pro? Is that really a problem? I don't know. I probably sound really stupid and not in the know about maybe there's some, I don't know, thing that I don't know where you're not supposed to be talking about things you buy. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know because I don't pay attention to a lot right now, which I know also is a problem for most people. But listen, life is tough. So we all got to live our lives the way we need to live them, you know, in order to continue to live day by day. Does this make sense? Anyway, this is getting so complicated. I, I don't know why I'm making this so complicated. I'm just saying Heather. Heather asked me about my um, recommendations for great scents. Now, you may be wondering, what is the detergent that she's talking about that I recommended in the past? I will tell you, it's Zoom Laundry Soap, and I recommended both the lavender and the frankincense and myrrh kind. Now, the frankincense and myrrh is, I believe, what I recommended on the podcast. So I'm assuming that is why Heather and her partner are smelling so good. And it is true. People notice it. I don't realize how much I smell like it, um, which might be a deterrent to some people when they hear me say this. But I mean, I think people have to hug me to smell it. But uh, occasionally somebody with a really keen sense of scent, scent, <laughs> sense of smell will smell me like over the counter of like the grocery store or the pharmacy or something like that. Occasionally that's happened. And they all like it, though. And that's what happened. So the reason I found out about it was through my mom who uh, went to a yoga class and their uh, yoga blankets that they used for boosters and stuff were smelled like that. So she went and asked the yoga studio, what is this? And so this is how this started. And I, uh, there's been a little ripple effect ever since my mom found out because then I smelled her and it smelled so good. And then anyway, so Zoom laundry soap, frankincense and myrrh. This is what got... Heather to uh, know to ask some more. Uh, there's also a patchouli one, which I haven't yet tried, which is amazing. We're going to get into patchouli in a minute because I love patchouli, actually. There's a frankincense in patchouli. There's the sea salt one, which I didn't really love as much. Um, there's an orange, that, and I think that might be it, maybe. So anyway, go. I'm going to put a link in the description, Heather, and all of you dear sweet listeners, to everything I'm about to recommend. So get ready. Also, as I was compiling this list, I noticed, wow, Robin, you um, really like expensive scents. <laughs> Everything that smells good that I like happens to be expensive. Now, I don't want to say that means, you know what? That's not true. I didn't put this in here and everybody's going to make fun of me. But basic ass Carmex is one of my favorite smells. And I have one like right here. You heard me get it out of my little pen thing right now. Um I'm obsessed with this smell. So this is the one thing I'll recommend uh, I'm putting it on to. I also think Carmex is the best looking like lip gloss you can ever do. I think people look so good with it on. I mean, obviously it's just clear. It's just, it, I don't know. I've loved it since high school. But so Carmex is a scent <laughs> I really recommend, but everybody knows Carmex. Okay. And that's the only cheap one that I can really think of that I'm about to um I'm about to uh, share with you. So, yeah, guys, I really kind of go for the gold when it comes to things that smell good, apparently. And it is kind of true that maybe this is one of those avenues where you're like, well, you get what you pay for. I don't know if you guys have any other recommendations. Um, all right. So 
Also in the Zoom category on the Zoom website, Zoom is spelled Z-U-M, by the way. Zoom by Indigo Wild is the company name. Frankincense and myrrh. There's a there's also the frankincense and myrrh Zoom soap bar, which is so good. So if you already love that scent, you're gonna love that, obviously. And I love their patchouli zoom bar. Now the thing about the patchouli zoom uh soap is that it doesn't it's not loud. You have to really be like sniffing your own skin for it, to, but you will. So other people won't notice it if you're afraid, like, because patchouli has a bad rap, which I really, truly don't understand. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to hear from a lot of you guys and be like, yeah, because it's disgusting. Um, to me, patchouli is almost like alcohol. Like, you've got to get used to it. Um at first, it might be like, whoa, what the fuck's going on here? And then after maybe like five times, you're just you're feeling really good about patchouli. <laughs> so my, my thing is patchouli. Yeah, think about it like it's whiskey or something. So if I if 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 you can or let's say beer, something even less dramatic than whiskey, if you can drink a beer, I think your sensitive little nostrils can probably handle some patchouli. You've just got to kind of ease into it, just ease into it. Um, There's so many good ones. Um, sandalwood citrus, all of the Zoom, all of the Zoom soap bars are amazing. There's one called Amber that I haven't tried yet. Again, I'm linking all of this in the description. Um, and I believe it's the Zoom, yeah, there's a Zoom spray as well that's patchouli orange. Now, Heather, you are going to really love that one. Trust me, I think that it goes hand in hand. And there's also the spray, you can spray your car with the same scent of your laundry detergent, which I have done several times. We keep one in our car, as a matter of fact. So, and you can get, so the sprays, I don't know what they're called on the website, um, but you'll, you'll see it. They're, I don't know what what they really call them, but there's some sort of like room sprays or mists or something like that. So try that. Zoom has a a million um, great things. Okay, then a lot of grocery stores carry this. I believe, well, Zoom is often carried at Whole Foods or it used to be before it was Amazon, but um, Pacha Soap Company, P-A-C-H-A. They have something called the Dirty Hippie Soap Bar. Also smells great. They have, um, I think it's a chai. It might be a holiday scent, but they have a golden chai soap bar that also smells good and some sort of peppermint one. So I highly recommend Pacha soaps as well. Um, oh, and before I forget, Heather recommended. I'm going to just say Heather recommended it, even though it originally came from me. Now that the you know temperatures are getting colder, you guys are drinking hot coffee, hot tea all the time, and... I love keeping my coffee so hot. I found that I was going back and forth to the microwave a million times with my coffee. So the Mr. Coffee Mug Warmer, it sells for like not even $15. I don't know. And you can get them at Target. You can get it at Amazon, Walmart, even at um, a lot of, uh, what do you call them? Uh, Pharmacies have them, like a CVS might have them. But search, I'll probably link. I might link to the Amazon one since I give Amazon no love. (laughs) when it comes to books. Again, you can buy things off of Amazon. Just try to not buy books off of Amazon. Okay. So next up is the topic of Palo Santo or Palo Santo, as my Midwestern accent tends to say. So I'll keep saying it my way, Palo Santo. All right. We all know it's a holy wood, right? And it, it the smell is like nothing else. Now, 
Palo Santo, Palo Santo wood um, are, if you don't know, are just incense sticks. But they're pieces of wood. They smell like nothing else on earth. And they're just, I, I can't think of a better smell than Palo Santo. Uh, the, uh, the thing about it is I'm not going to link to anything because you just have to do your own searching and figure out which one you like. But go, you don't have to go super high end. But don't go low, low end, because a lot of times what I find is they're like pieces of like plywood soaked in some shitty Palo Santo oil or something. So do a little research, see where you can find some good reviews and shop some independent companies and don't get the regular. I don't know what that brand of incense is called, but the Palo Santo incense from um, I don't know, HG or the, you know, the kind of incense you see at a gas station. Don't get that. That's not going to be the same thing. You want to get the real Palo Santo wood incense. Okay. And also there's Palo Santo cones, incense cones, which if you get the real kind, again, don't go really, really cheap, go mid range or high range. And when I say that, they're still only going to be like $10 or something. Um, yeah, just do it right. And if you happen to have like a great like crystal shop or um, something new agey near you, they usually will uh, carry some of the independently run Palo Santo companies' incense and incense cones and pieces of Palo Santo wood. So really next level. I mean, I can't, everything that I send out of my studio I uh, smells of these things. So that's that. Okay. Now, moving on to Lush. We all know the vegan company Lush, right? Known for their bath bombs. Well, there's two main scents from Lush that I love. Number one is anything that's called Karma. There's a perfume. There's a soap. There was a lotion, which they discontinued, which I wrote to them about 10 times. They have a new one, Good Karma Body Shower Gel or whatever. And they have, what else? I don't remember. I think that's all they have left right now. But Karma, K-A- R-M-A. Did I just spell that right? K-A-R-M-A. Yes, karma. Um, I don't know what this smell is. All I know is I'm obsessed with it, and so are other people. I've even been in the Lush stores at malls, and there's like three of us asking for where the Lush lotion, where the karma lotion or soap is. So it's so good. And then the other one from Lush is... um, God, I've talked about this on here before, I think. Um, the smell of water turning is the name of it. I mean, no, the smell of weather turning. That's the name of it. And I don't know if they're – I think now it's expensive. It used to be like $30. And last time I looked, it was $200. So I don't know what is going on if they're if that's the end of it. So I feel lucky to have it. But if it ever comes back, you want to get it. Or if you just happen to have – $200 to blow on three ounces of perfume. Um, I don't know what, it's a very smoky, earthy flavor, or I mean scent. So speaking of earthy, the other thing I forgot to mention is Aveda. Okay, by the way, <laughs> maybe I should have just recorded this for Heather. <laughs> or do you guys enjoy this? I don't know. All right, I'll be wrapping it up in a second. Um, I, by the way, also I'll just say this. Send me your favorite things that smell good, people. I would love that. Um, I've talked about the word petrichor on here. Petrichor is the name of um, when rain hits the earth. 
and that smell that it has. So that's why I was thinking of that because of the lush, the smell of weather turning. It's kind of that same. It kind of smells like that, actually. And another thing that smells like that is, oh, but yes, to finish my thought, email me, me reading stuff at iCloud.com or info at RobinO'Neill.com. And you can tell me what kind of uh, smells you love. Uh, okay, so Aveda, the you know hair and skincare company, has a shampoo and conditioner called Sap Moss, S A P M O S S. Now, this stuff is not good for my hair type. I have really thick hair, but I have fine hair, so it's I don't know I, I don't know what this is for, but it basically encourages my hair to be even more like um, uh, heavy and full of weight. It's just, I don't know how to, I don't know. It also makes my hair greasy. So if you have my kind of hair, it might not work. But if you have more like frizzy hair, I think sap moss is made for frizzier hair. Um, and it, but the, I, I, long story short, I buy this only for the scent. Like I can't use it on my shampoo as my hair on my, you know what I'm saying? But I put it on my body, almost like a body wash, even though it doesn't even rub in, but it makes me smell good. And then I use the conditioner as a uh, shaving cream for my legs. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know if that's a normal thing to do, but that's what I do just so that I can smell it. So, and if you like the Zoom frankincense and myrrh, you'll definitely like this. To me, it smells like, like, really good smelling mud or something. I mean, to me, it really, it, you guys can tell I like really earthy scents and forest kind of scents and that kind of stuff. So this is, I, I am obsessed with this smell. Um, another one, I think that might be it. The other one is just extreme and it's more, I don't really love perfumes. I like oils more. Like I'm constantly using lavender essential oils in diffusers and also just on my body and on my pillow. I put it in my hands and rub it together and put it on my pillow at night a lot. And so does Damien. He uses, um, like, uh, let's see, what are his favorite? He loves, uh, why can't I think of any of the names right now? Vetiver. Um, the main one, oh God, I can't think of it. Oh, Bergamot. Bergamot. And uh, I can't remember. We, anyway, we're always diffusing oils and that's the other thing. But one perfume I love besides the ones from Lush is, again, a very expensive one, but Tom Ford's Tobacco Vanilla. Um, vanilla is normally a little too sweet for me, but not in this case. I don't know what is going on there. Basically, I want everything to kind of smell like a Catholic church, and this kind of has that scent to it. So that's the other thing. Oh, la no, no, one more, one more, and then I'll stop. What is this, 20 minutes of... <laughs> I I don't know if I'm sorry or if I'm really proud of myself. Okay, hand soaps. Okay, so a great hand soap and an expensive one, but well worth it, is, I guess you say Aesop, A-E-S-O-P, like Aesop's Fables, I guess. But Aesop is an expensive skincare company, um, but whoa, man. The one I really recommend is, what do I like? Resurrection. There's Resurrection and there's Reverence. And if you want to put aside money and just like, let's see, because it's $40 for 16.9 ounces, just to be honest with you. That's a lot of money for some hand soap. But in fact, I mean, I don't have any in my house right now, if that tells you something. This is like a special occasion. You're buying it, I don't know, for, for your Christmas present for yourself or something. But 
The um, resurrection is called citrus, woody, herbaceous, it says. Oh, it's mandarin, rind, rosemary leaf, and cedar atlas. It is, I mean, again, this is one of these scents that doesn't smell like anything else I've ever smelled. Um, and then the reverence one is much earthier and smokier, and it is vetiver root, uh, bergamot, and I don't know what this is, petty grain? It looks like petite grain, petty grain, I guess. Um, these are amazing. That one has like little, um, like pieces of pumice stone in it. So it's kind of a grainy, just to warn you. And the resurrection one does not have that. It's just smooth soap. Okay. Heather and listeners, this concludes this episode's segment of Recommendation Corner, the scent edition. Okay, thank you guys so much for sticking with me on this. I didn't realize that I had this much to say. You know, people have mentioned this to me before, and I'm suddenly realizing it. You can basically ask me any question about anything, and I bet you I could talk about it all day long. Even if it's something I've never thought about before or don't give a shit about, I somehow have hours worth of responses for it. So again, info at robinoneal.com or me reading stuff at iCloud.com. Shoot me your questions. <laughs> I'm sure I have something to say about it. In fact, I should just let you guys dictate what I talk about on the podcast for a while. What do you want me to talk about on the podcast? Heather wanted me to talk about what I think smells good. And I just did that for Heather. I am here to serve you all. I am your humble servant. Let me know what you need email me, call me back. Don't call me. I hate the phone. Uh, I'll meet you at the coffee shop. All right. Bye-bye. More in a bit. I just said the word noon instead of Navy. Uh, I, I, in my head anyway, I didn't say it out loud, but I go, I've got to go get that noon sweatshirt. Noon sweatshirt. It's a Navy sweatshirt. So I don't know if I need to be studied by Oliver Sacks or what. All right, let's do what we're here to do, which is to read you guys something that you're going to want to own and buy and reread and share with your friends. Today, we're choosing, okay, there's two people I read the most of, Ann Carson and Mark Strand. Today, we're reading Ann Carson. You guys just search her name in the podcast and you'll find uh, probably, I'm going to guess, I don't know if I'm right, probably 10 different podcasts dedicated to her work. And today we're reading from one we've never read from, actually, called The Albertine Workout. Now, those of you, and this is, by the way, from New Directions. It's a New Directions poetry pamphlet. So ndbooks.com. I'll put a link in the description, so don't worry about that. And I think you can still find these. If not from New Directions, you can from, from, you know, some independent. I I looked it up for you guys, and you can find it for about $9, $10. So... Shouldn't be a problem. But anyway, uh, if you're a Proust fan and if you've read any of In Search of Lost Time, um, you'll be excited about this. So if you have read it and if you have – but either way, even if you haven't read Proust or the seven-volume masterpiece of – uh, in Search of Lost Time. You'll like this. In fact, I was reading some people's Goodread reviews of the Albertine workout the other day, and it was so beautiful because people kept saying, I, I've i never even read Proust, but now I want to. And then people said, I don't even know what I just read, but I know I was incredibly moved by it. It's fun. It's funny. It's like, it's just intriguing. It's compelling. 
Um, it's just, it made me really happy because Anne Carson has a way where the way she writes is so unique. First of all, I do think she's one of the greatest living writers in the world right now. I really do believe that. And I think she writes in, it, she's so gifted in having some sort of appeal, whether you know what she's talking about or not. She's such an intellectual and she's, you know, such a theorist and uh, I don't even know how to describe it. So I know she's probably talking over my head a lot. I mean, even in my favorite book of hers, The Autobiography of Red, which many of you have read, and if you haven't, that's one of my top recommendations for books you should read before you die. Um, I know you know, she knows the classics. That's her her area of expertise. So I know she's talking about things and referencing things that I'm not catching, but it never feels that way. You still understand it no matter what level of um, studied you are. It's very, it's a very, I really appreciate her ability at that if that makes sense. I, I See, I can't even talk about it. It's pretty mind-blowing to me. But anyway, if you don't know, um, we don't really know the name of the main character in In Search of Lost Time, but we assume his name's Marcel. I think she even mentions that in this book. But So Marcel has a love interest named Albertine. And this book is 59 fragments about Albertine from In Search of Lost Time. So that's the whole concept of this book. And then it includes the appendix, which I don't know. There's there's only 38 pages in this entire book, but and half of them are the appendix pages. So it's – I mean she connects it to Samuel Beckett. She connects it to – I can't remember who else, but it's just <laughs> – I, can you tell I'm having a hard – I'll be honest with you. I've said this before. If I have a hard time talking about something, that's how good it is. When I don't like something, it's very easy for me to go off on it. I don't do that when it comes to reading uh, any any books on here. I don't criticize books on this podcast, but I criticize a lot of other things. And I do think I'm at my vocal best when I'm angry or when I hate something. When I love something in a very deep way, I can't really talk about it very well. And that is the case about this book and and about Proust for the most part. And by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but I love In Search of Lost Time. And I have read the entire thing. And um, I read it, by the way, because of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Back when I was in graduate school, I started to watch Gilmore Girls. And Proust plays a pretty major role in the first season. Well, I don't know if maybe I'm overstating it, but Rory Gilmore is reading In Search of Lost Time during the first season of Gilmore Girls, I believe. And it made me think, well, okay, I can't have this teenage character reading a book I haven't read. So let's get on this, girl. And I walked on down to the borders in Chicago and I got the first volume and just was, I didn't know what was happening. It was so good. So we're talking about. We're talking about Proust, and we're talking about Anne Carson, and I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around how much I love all of this. And like I said, you don't have to know anything about Proust. You don't have to have ever read any Anne Carson to get into this book. And a lot of people on Goodreads also said, 
I don't read poetry. I don't even know if this is poetry, but I am obsessed with this book. So it's just, oh God, it makes me so excited. So what I have done, since there's only 59 fragments in the book that that compose this, the main bulk of the book, I'm going to read, I've just highlighted the ones that I want to read, which is maybe very rude of me to do, but I want to give you guys a taste of it and... Um, then I want you to buy the book. Okay, so here we go. So yeah, you'll hear me skipping around numbers, but the numbers are f- full. The numbers are one through, what? It, let me see if it says, one through 59. Well, I already said that, 59 fragments. Okay, one, Albertine, the name, is not a common name for a girl in France, although Albert is widely spread for a boy. Two, Albertine's name occurs 2,363 times in Proust's novel, more than any other character. Three, Albertine herself is present or mentioned on 807 pages of Proust's novel. Four, on a good 19% of these pages, she is asleep. Eight, the problems of Albertine are, from the narrator's point of view, A, lying, B, lesbianism. And, from Albertine's point of view, A, being imprisoned in the narrator's house. 9. Her bad taste in music, although several times remarked on, is not a problem. 10. Albertine does not call the narrator by his name anywhere in the novel, nor does anyone else. The narrator hints that his first name might be the same first name as that of the author of the novel, i.e. Marcel. Let's go with that. 11. Albertine denies she is a lesbian when Marcel questions her. 12. Her friends are all lesbians. 13. Her denials fascinate him. 14. Her friends fascinate him, too, especially by their contrast with his friends, who are gay but very closeted. Her friends parade themselves at the beach and kiss in restaurants. 15. Despite intense and assiduous questioning, Marcel cannot discover what exactly it is that women do together. This palpitating specificity of female pleasure. 16. Albertine says she does not know. 20. His fascination continues. 24. The state of Albertine that most pleases Marcel is Albertine asleep. 25. By falling asleep, she becomes a plant, he says. 26. Plants do not actually sleep, nor do they lie or even bluff. They do, however, expose their genitalia. I'll stop there. I could go on and on, but otherwise I would have read the whole book. But I did skip around a bit. I mean, I hope you guys get how good this is. I love it. I would throw this book, but it's very special. It is in pamphlet form, so I'm delicate with it. I got the yellow version. They come in different colors. Um, Anyway, you can also find, and I'll link it, Ann Carson reading from the book. I found that um, in a video. And I've said this before in other readings from Ann Carson's work on the podcast. She and Mark Strand both, who, by the way, are both Canadian. I don't know what it is with Canadians and being poetic, but it seems to be a thing that, that I'm envious of. We Nebraskans don't seem to be poets. I don't know what it is. I mean, we do have a few. I mean, isn't Ted Kuzer from Nebraska? I think I've mentioned that. But anyway, um, yeah, what was I saying? Oh, you've got to hear Ann Carson read. I once got to see her read in Los Angeles, and 
it was very it was a very memorable experience. In fact, I remember driving away from it and saying to my friend, this is one of the best, like, I almost thought about it like a museum exhibit. I, I said, of all the art I've seen in my life, and I have a list of like the top 10 greatest art moments of my life, I put Ann Carson reading in that top 10 that day. And in fact, I I was so dorky about it because I came home and I remember writing a big marker, like getting a marker and making a sheet where I was charting the best, the 10 best art moments of my life. And the Ann Carson reading was in it. So, um, oh, and that reading is about shade, the word shade and the experience of shade. Remember shade in the elementary school yard or something like that. Oh, my God. it's She's so good. Okay. Anyway, enough about that. Did I have anything else to say about it? I feel like I did. Uh, I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading. Uh, Okay, also, by the way, me talking about the slutty tank top last week. If you guys wanted me reading stuff, sweatshirt, hoodie, t-shirt, slutty tank top, um, head over to cottonbureau.com. I'll put a link in the description like I did last week. I was all worried all week. Normally, Damien, just because he likes it, listens to the podcast like the second he knows I've posted it. He's always the first listener, I think. Um, sorry, I've got allergies. And um, last week, he didn't get a chance to because we were busy and I was sick and all this. So I was worried the whole time. I was like, did I say something really messed up when I was talking? I was just joking about tank tops being slutty. I mean, I wear tank tops all the time. And also, I didn't, then I was all paranoid. I'm like, I don't want people to think that even if you're slutty, I don't care. I mean, I just truly don't care. And then I was talking about growing up Catholic and how now, you know, sex positivity is what we should all embrace. People should do whatever they want. But then I was like, did I say something wrong? Clearly, I, I don't think I did because I think because I was trying to talk through all of this, people ended up buying more of the tank tops. So slutty t-shirts, slutty tank top. Now let's go. It's just slutty clothes. You know, the me reading stuff attire is slutty. Get on there, buy some me reading stuff apparel, and I will donate all the money to the Trevor Project. In fact, it goes directly to them. So I don't even have to do much to make it happen. So uh, that's always a thing that makes me happy. You guys, I only, I had very few orders throughout the month, even though I offered free shipping. But for the ones I did have, thank you. For the ones who haven't ordered, maybe you guys already have my books. I don't know. Um, And I also want to mention, this is uh, not embarrassing, but a little bit of a disappointment to me. I was planning on having this uh, new shop launch uh, in the coming weeks. I have a lot of amazing things I've been making. In fact, I just, well, I don't want to give it away. But anyway, I'm not going to do it this year. I'm going to wait until January or February, and here is why. So I was going to launch it mid-November, and it would be, you know, hot for the holiday season. However, I forgot that I will be out of town for the entire month of December. I am going to Tamarind to make lithographs. Those of you artists know what I'm talking about. So, um, yeah, so I won't be here to ship orders or anything. So I think I'm just going to, you know, have to temporarily close the shop down for December and then I'll do a launch. So I've been kind of not bragging, but mentioning that I'm putting a lot of new handmade items in the shop and I'm going to just keep making them throughout the winter and then post them in January for you. So if you were looking for that, I apologize. I 
I was really pressuring myself to just do it all and like, okay, we'll sell stuff for a couple of weeks in November, then shut it down. But that just sounds manic and a little bit unnecessary. And so I talked myself down and said, it's not a big deal. You know, probably no one cares anyway. <laughs> just don't do not do anything with the shop. So if you want anything from the shop, stickers, we've got me reading stuff, stickers. We have uh, my book, 20 Years of Drawings. We have postcards. I can't remember what else. We've got some stuff up right now. And uh, you can get that get that now because it'll be closed in December. So that's my other note to you. Is that it? I think that's it for today. I can't remember what I was about to say other than I love you guys. Everything's great. Everything's everything's great. I've been sick, but everything's great. I hope you guys are doing well and taking good care of yourselves. Drinking water. I haven't mentioned that. I still drink ga- a gallon of water at least a day, um, even though I did have that health scare where <laughs> what was going on there? I had weird blood results because of how much water I was drinking. Anyway, you should still drink a lot of water. I'm still drinking a lot of kombucha. Um, My teeth still look amazing. They look better than ever. Uh, What else is going on with with me and my life? I love my trees. I just bought another tree. What is it called? Um, Sanku Paku or something like that. (laughs) I don't know. This is me trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about, but I don't remember. A Japanese maple tree. Uh, I love the fall. I'm so glad that our clocks turn back or forward or whatever it is this week. I love when it gets dark at 2 p.m. You know, sign me up. I'm so ready for it. And I'm in. I'm so far north now on this continent that it gets just so dark so early. And I absolutely love it. I still love lanterns. I have lanterns and candles and Christmas and Halloween lights and twinkle lights and fairy lights and all sorts of warm glow all over this house. I would recommend that even more than any of my smells. Just get some warm glow going on. You need all warm glow. You need to get rid of your cold lighting. Get all amber-colored lighting and live your best life, you guys. All right, listen. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Contact me if you need me. I may or may not contact you back. I always try, but I'm also I'm also a problem, okay? So are you. <laughs> we all are. All right. Bye everybody. <laughs>